Fantasy Sports Radio Network. News update. According to their official website, the Cleveland Browns have traded running back Duke Johnson to the Houston Texans in exchange for a conditional fourth-round pick that could become a third-round pick in the 2020 NFL Draft. 49ers general manager John Lynch told KMBR Radio in San Francisco that Nick Bosa has a significant ankle sprain and will miss the rest of the preseason. Lynch said the hope is that Bosa will be ready for their week one game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. In the NBA, in his first interview since rupturing his Achilles tendon in Game 5 of the NBA Finals in June, Brooklyn Nets star Kevin Durant said, he does not hold the Golden State Warriors accountable for his injury. And in baseball, the New York Yankees and Chicago White Sox will play a game at the famed Field of Dreams in Iowa on August 13th of next season. A temporary 8,000-seat ballpark will be built at the site where the 1989 movie starring Kevin Costner and James Earl Jones was filmed. I'm Chris Pavona, and this has been your Fantasy Sports Radio Network News Update. Stay tuned to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network for more updates at the top of every hour. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's time to play! Full-time fantasy. Full-time fantasy. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I am Adam Ronis, solo here for the final hour, taking you until 4 p.m. Eastern. As we do each and every single weekday, you can listen to the show on demand in case you can't catch the whole portion live. All you got to do is go to podcast, look for full-time fantasy, hit subscribe. You'll be notified whenever a new episode is uploaded. You can follow me on Twitter at Adam Ronis on the gram at Aaron 88. I'll have Sean Childs from full-time fantasy and one of the top high stakes players around. He powers a lot of our projections, which have been Top 10 for Fantasy Pros draft accuracy over the last two years. So he will join me at 3.40 p.m. Eastern. He just put up a article on a Fantasy Football Backup Quarterback ADP analysis. So you can check that out. Uh, our Fantasy Football Draft Kit is pumping with so much content. He also looked at the top 12 QD, QB, uh, QB ADP analysis. We got our preseason pro picks out from Sean Childs, from Dr. Otto, from Bill Enright, from high stakes player Brad Cruz. Mine will be out in a couple of weeks. And of course, you can ask your message questions on the message boards and forums anytime you want. Just use the promo code RONUS50. You get your first two months for the price of one. And also, I uh, saw this a press release just a little while ago. So Maven closes acquisition of the street as uh, they're going to be uh, Jim Kramer. Uh, is going to be involved with them. And uh, it also said that, fine, this is what it says here in the press release, finance and stock market expert Jim Kramer, who co-founded The Street and his team of financial experts, will stay on to continue their influential work with the brand, while Maven's new Sports Illustrated expert fantasy team will partner with Kramer Digital and a new subscription product to be distributed, distributed on The Street. And that's where we come in, and you could already see some of our content there on Sports Illustrated. There was an article yesterday with sleepers from Dr. Otto and Sean Childs, and a new article just went up. A debate between me and Frankie Tadeo talking about Todd Gurley and whether you should draft him in the first round or earlier drafts or not. I've made my stance pretty clear on that. Frankie takes the other side, so you can read that. It is there on Sports Illustrated right now, uh, so check that out, and we'll be providing a lot of more content. Uh, there's links to the our draft kit on there as well. So a lot going on here at Full Time Fantasy. 
So make sure you come by and take part and consume the content because we got so many good articles there going on right now. So uh, check it out. And also head on over to playffwc.com where New Jersey now it is legal. They were not there last year. Uh, we are legal now in Jersey. So if you have been waiting around and you want to participate in one of our drafts, you can do it now. We have a few drafts tonight, a starter best ball draft at 8 p.m. Eastern. That's 24 rounds, 90-second clock, $35 to enter. We have a starter full season league, $35 to enter, 18 rounds, 90-second clock at 11 p.m. Eastern, and an online championship at 11 p.m. Eastern. So check it out and get involved tonight. The big news of the day is Duke Johnson is finally traded as he will go to the Texans and in uh, in re, uh, uh, the Browns will get a fourth round pick, but it could be a third round pick if Duke Johnson plays in 10 games. So really big boost here for Duke Johnson, because if you look at where he was going in drafts, you know, people had a lot of doubts. You know, we talked about the online championship draft from last night where uh, Duke Johnson went uh, as the, I think, 60th running back off the board in round 14. And you could understand why at that point, you know, people were unsure what his role would be in the offense. And we saw it was diminished last year. And uh, we knew Duke Johnson didn't want to be there because he requested a trade in the offseason and, you know, didn't show up to uh, some of the offseason work. And he actually has not been practicing outside of the first two training camps due to a hamstring injury, and you wonder how much it has been there. But, uh, you know, now he goes to Houston where, yes, Lamar Miller is the starter there. And people started to get excited about Lamar Miller because Deontay Foreman was released a few days ago. I did it. You know, I still wasn't moving him up. You know, Miller's a volume-based guy. And, yes, that is important in fantasy. But even though he was, you know, a seventh, eighth-round pick, like – He's just not a difference-making player. To me, it comes down to roster construction at that point. But he's boring. You know, I want uh, a guy with upside in that round, a guy that can break out. That's what I'm looking for in round seven, eight, and nine. I don't want that boring player. And sometimes we need to take them just to create a foundation. But in general, I was staying away. And now I'm definitely going to stay away because I think Duke Johnson has the opportunity to make this a split, if not overtake him. I mean, I think he's a better player at this point. Now, we'll see if the Texans feel the same. But, you know, Duke Johnson caught 74 passes two years ago and had seven total touchdowns in a bad offense. Now, last year, he just wasn't involved as much. Nick Chubb came along and, you know, got most of the touches. Duke Johnson had 40 carries last year for 201 yards, 47 receptions, 429 yards, and three touchdowns. It was a very disappointing season. But... To me, Johnson goes into the conversation right now as RB3 and PPR formats. Obviously, you got to lower his value in non-PPR. A lot of his value is tied to catching the football. He's been one of the more explosive running backs, catching passes out of the backfield. So, again, I think this could be a lot closer to a split. I mean, Duke Johnson is a really good running back. And Lamar Miller you know, had 35 targets last year in 14 games, caught 25 passes. And Miller's value is based on volume. And that volume, I think, is going to diminish a little bit. You know, this is not Alfred Blue here who was backing him up last year and playing a role. Duke Johnson's better. So I think the Texans are going to discover that, and they're going to use him more. So we'll see over the next couple drafts. We'll keep you posted to see how much Duke Johnson rises. I will be updating my rankings today 
So you can check that out uh, on fulltimefantasy.com. You, all you got to do is use the promo code RONAS50. You get your first two months for the price of one. But I'll be updating that. And I'm definitely going to move Duke Johnson up. I didn't even move Lamar Miller up from last time. Uh, I just don't see, you know, the ceiling there for him. You know, again, Volume matters in fantasy, but what are you going to do with it? And I just didn't think Miller was going to do much. I think this is a team that has a lot of weapons in the passing game. And you got Deshaun Watson, especially if you can protect him. He got sacked a ton last year. Uh, but this definitely helps Deshaun Watson as well. Now, I'm not going to move Watson up. He was my QB, too. I'm keeping him up, too. I'm not going to put him at one over Mahomes, although I do think he has a shot to finish as a QB1 this year. But this addition definitely helps Deshaun Watson as well, and it's certainly a boost for Duke Johnson in fantasy. He's been going very late in drafts, and now he obviously will shoot up several rounds. When we return, we'll take a look at the Browns' perspective. What does this do for Nick Chubb? I'll let you know next. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis here until 4 p.m. Eastern on a Thursday afternoon as we kick off the first full week of preseason 11 games on the slate tonight. So it should be a fun time to get some football back. And yes, we won't see a lot of starters, but taking a look at some of these backups, third, fourth string, you never know. A couple of them could make a fantasy impact at some point this year. Remember, at this point last year, Really nothing on Philip Lindsay and had a big week one. And I did hear a lot about him in training camp. Did not draft him anywhere. But uh, he obviously became a, a big-time fantasy contributor for the whole season. So there is some value there in watching the preseason. There's also value in checking us out at fulltimefantasy.com. So we have our uh, draft kit continuing to roll out. And again, we are now also on Sports Illustrated, powering their fantasy content. Uh, first article went up yesterday, and that was from uh, Dr. Roto and Sean Childs, as they gave you uh, 12 sleepers. And today, I have a debate up there with Frankie Tadeo, looking at Todd Gurley. Uh, we take opposite viewpoints and uh, lay out our case. So you could check that out. And for those that have been listening to this show, you know where I stand on Todd Gurley, but you can get it there, written content with all the details. It's up there on Sports Illustrated right now. Uh, let's We're talking about the Duke Johnson deal and uh, look at the other side now for the Browns. Now, Nick Chubb, uh, last night in the online championship, he was the 11th running back off the board uh, going there right around the middle of round two. So he went with the seventh pick of round two. It boosts him a little bit. I mean, I was already pretty high on him. I moved him up one spot in my running back rankings. Uh, you know, the concern with Chubb for most people is – What's going to happen when Kareem Hunt comes back from suspension? We know Kareem Hunt is a really good running back. He's suspended for the first eight games. And, you know, a lot of people, especially when you're playing in a overall for high stakes, you know, are worried about, okay, you know, what, what's going to happen in the playoffs? You know, is the role going to diminish? Now, you got to think that they do um, – 
that they do involve Hunt, but I, what if the offense is rolling? What if they're six and two, and you know Nick Chubb is putting up big numbers and everything's clicking? I just don't see them changing his role substantially, and we know that Nick Chubb can catch the football as well. You know, he definitely made a very impressive catch in the end zone for a touchdown last year. So I think everyone thinks now, okay, he's going to play quite a bit now. And I could see him playing more at third downs, and that will certainly help him get a boost in the passing game. Dontrell Hilliard is a guy that they've said has had a really good camp. I think he becomes obviously the direct backup right now and maybe see some third down work as well. Uh, but either way, I mean, I, I was already – taking Nick Chubb in drafts, like the Friday draft that we did for the Superflex League in New York. I took Nick Chubb in the middle of round two. I had the seventh pick overall. I started with Devontae Adams. So I said, all right, I'm going to come back, hopefully get a running back I want. It was either Dalvin Cook or Nick Chubb. And I got Nick Chubb. And that was also half-point PPR. So I think that helps him a little bit because Chubb is probably not going to catch the amount of passes that some of the other running backs doing that here. But if you believe in the Browns offense, you know, he could score double-digit touchdowns. And he broke some long runs last year's explosive running back. So I think it boosts him a little bit, you know, not too much. But again, it also depends on where you, where you had him. And I was willing to take Chubb in the early to middle second round. I think some people might take him now late first round. I could see that. I think when you get to that late first round, you know, people want to take a running back. But the receiver value is so good. When you can get like a Juju Smith-Schuster, Julio Jones backup, if you get two of those guys, they're safer or perceived to be safer than some of those running backs where there are some question marks. And maybe people look at Nick Chubb now and say, you know what? Question marks aren't as prevalent as they once were. So it depends on your perspective. I've, I've had Nick Chubb as an RB1 the whole time. So I might move him up slightly. But overall, uh, obviously, a boost for Duke Johnson. They get hurts Lamar Miller. And a slight boost for Nick Chubb. Again, it depends. Maybe there's some people who had Nick Chubb lower and they were concerned about Duke Johnson carving out a little bit of a role and taking some receptions away. Maybe their perception changes today, but uh, I really wasn't worried. I was willing to take Nick Chubb and very interested to see where he goes in our next online championship draft tonight. And uh, hopefully I'll be getting in there as well soon. So uh, we'll, we have the one beat out of Ronis League in Vegas, but we will be getting uh, hopefully a few coming up soon. So I'll let you guys know as soon as that uh, gets posted in the lobby as a uh, being in New Jersey now, will be eligible to play and participate. So stay tuned for that. And if you are in New Jersey, you're just joining us, you didn't hear, you can now play Fantasy Football World Championships if you are from New Jersey. Obviously, we didn't have it last year, so uh, things have changed, and now you can uh, get in there and hop in a draft and win that big money. So head on over there and uh, check it out as soon as you can. Different price points, different drafts, so it uh, should be uh, a lot of fun. Uh, I love doing these. Uh, and we Again, we talk about these drafts a lot. We went over one from last night in the first hour, so you can uh, check that out for yourself. Uh, some other news going on right now. Not surprised by this at all, but there's, uh, you know, it was addressing, Sean Payton addressing the role of Alvin Kamara, and I thought this was going to be the case all along. But he basically said his role is not going to change that much. And I didn't expect it to. I know everyone kind of wants to see him get more touches. But I didn't think that was going to happen. He said a similar role to last season. So we saw Kamara be that workhorse back the first four games last year when Ingram was suspended. But then they went back to 
basically kind of a split. Well, Kamara getting a lot of the red zone looks and obviously catching a ton of passes, but they think this is the way for uh, Kamara to kind of stay healthy. And, and I agree, which is why I've been so high on Latavius Murray. Uh, I just think Latavius Murray kind of slides in and plays that Mark Ingram role, which was very valuable. You know, this Saints offense just produces big-time numbers for the running backs. They've been top two in fantasy points for the running backs for like five, six straight years now. And Murray had a pretty good year last year behind a bad Vikings offensive line. Now you put him in one of the ideal situations for running backs. I don't see how you don't like him. And look, if you look at Kamara here, his first two years, he had 120 carries as a rookie, 194 last year. So they, to me, they know the player. They don't want to. They don't want to overwork him. And for fantasy, it's fine in PPR formats because you'd rather have the receptions. You know, it's most of the time you're not getting hit as much. You're not running between the tackles. And Kamara has been a pretty smart player. I see him run out of bounds quite a bit, lessen those opportunities to take those big hits. He had 100 targets as a rookie, 81 receptions for 826 yards. 105 targets last year, 81 receptions for 709 yards. We all knew how efficient he was as a rookie, and that was going to continue. But he still had a really good year, and he's ton touchdowns, 13 total touchdowns as a rookie last year, 18 total touchdowns, an offense that, you know, kind of marches down the field. We saw Drew Brees set the NFL record for completion percentage, and a big reason was a lot of short passes. So Kamara still is a top-four running back because the touchdowns should be there. And he's going to get so many receptions in the passing game. It's two straight years of 81 receptions. So I expect that to happen again. So he just gives you the high floor. And he has a high ceiling, too. Because they do look to him in the red zone a lot. It's the, the Jared Cook was added. So I think that will help a little bit. But it's mostly Kamara, Michael Thomas in this offense. And again, there's room for Latavius Murray to put up big numbers. And I was actually surprised. I don't know what happened here because this is probably as late as I've seen Latavius Murray go in a draft in our online championship last night. I mean, he fell to round 10 as the RB43. I just think that is insane value. Will not happen if I'm on a draft. I've tried to get Latavius Murray in a lot of drafts. I took him in the FSGA draft, did not get him in the fishbowl, and I did not get him in the flex league. But his ADP right now is 83 in the Fantasy Football World Championships. And he's gone as late as, well, I think, actually, yeah, last night was the latest he's gone. Um, before that, it was 95. So, I don't know what happened. I didn't see any news on Latavius Murray. I'm wondering why he slipped in this draft. Uh, no way I take LaShawn McCoy over him. I'm not taking Breda over him, Ronald Jones, Jalen Samuels. Murray was a steal in this draft at 43. And I wish I was in there because I would have taken him sooner. Just think he fits in very well to that Saints offense. Lots more ahead as we continue to get you ready for the fantasy football season. We'll talk about more football when we return to this full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.
From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your Daily Roto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis here until 4 p.m. Eastern on a Thursday afternoon. First big night of the preseason, 11 games on the slate tonight. And you can check out all my rankings for the season at fulltimefantasy.com. Use the promo code RONIS50. Get your first two months for the price of one. NFL preseason is here with games tonight and season-long fantasy football drafts are in full swing. Head over to rotoexperts.com and check out the NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package, including the best math-based seasonal projections and rankings available anywhere on the internet. Davis Maddock and the Roto Experts have you covered with Dynasty, season-long, and best ball formats giving you an edge, regardless of what type of season-long fantasy football you play. Save 10% at rotoexperts.com with promo code FNTSY. That's 10% off with promo code FNTSY. The NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package only at rotoexperts.com. Uh, seeing something here about uh, some quotes here for Gurley and uh, how they're going to use him. But uh, it's uh, from the uh, turfshowtimes.com, and they're basically saying Gurley's availability will be a week to week decision making process. So, uh, man, I, it's, I think this is going to be a headache. I mean, you're going to get 15 touches one week for the next. It's just, I just don't see how you invest in early round pick in this guy, man. That's the problem with fantasy. People want to be optimistic. Again, I'm not a doctor. I don't know about Gurley, but I'm reading all the signs. And again, you can check this out. It's on uh, Sports Illustrated right now. A debate back and forth. Not back and forth, but Frankie Tadeo makes his point why Gurley's worth the investment. And I say why I am not uh, taking him, but... You know, there's just a lot of question marks right now. I mean, they already said he was going to play a reduced role. You know, they're saying, you know, 60, 65% of the snaps was something that was thrown out there by Charles Robinson of Yahoo. And again, they don't know. That's the thing that people are, are, are not realizing. They don't know how his knee's going to respond. He's got arthritis in his knee. So everyone is saying, well, it's fine. If you just give Gurley 16 touches a week and he gets the red zone carries and scores touchdowns, he's going to be fine. We don't know. We don't know how the knee's going to hold up. And maybe I'm wrong, and he's fine. And he gets 17 touches every week and scores 12 touchdowns, and he's fine. But do I want to risk that at the end of round one, early round two? Hell no, man. I'm trying to limit my risk in the first couple rounds. I'll take some risk seventh, eighth, ninth round. Like I just told you with the A.J. Green in round nine. I'll take the risk there because if Green misses two games, three games, comes back and does what he did last year, I win. Not win, but, you know, I get a really good value. And if green doesn't work out, it's pick, it's round nine. You know how many round nine picks don't work out? Go back and look at your drafts from years past. You're going to be, maybe you'll be surprised, but a lot of those picks don't work out. And, yes, you've had round two picks that don't work out and still win. But you don't want to take that going into the season. So, again, for more on that. 
You can check it out on Sports Illustrated right now as we are going to power a lot of their fantasy content here at Full Time Fantasy. Uh, Darius Geis may not play in the preseason game tonight. That is one guy I really want to see in the preseason. I loved Geis last year, was take them in rounds three or four. Then he tore the ACL, had a little bit of a complication with it in the offseason. We know Adrian Peterson's there. And Peterson was pretty good last year. You know, uh, 1,250 total yards and eight touchdowns. I was surprised. I was wrong on Peterson. I was telling people don't even take him. Even the 10th, 11th round, I wasn't interested. And he still was a little bit of a headache week to week. But still, you know, there was a lot of weeks as you could plug him in as a, a flex RB2. And it worked out, especially if you had issues at running back. But he's another year older. Uh, questions on the offense. Uh, but I, Geis is Definitely someone I want to see play in the preseason. Um, and I haven't taken him. I know his price has fallen. I just, I, I just don't know what we're getting from him. You know, and he has fallen. I remember in early drafts, he was going the fourth, fifth round. I'm like, are you guys nuts? Now it's, you know, eighth round last night. It's the RB36. It's, I could see the argument for it. Again, I wouldn't do it. Latavius Murray's there. I'm taking Latavius Murray. I'm just more certain of his role. But, I mean, if Geis is the talent, coming out of college that we thought, you know, it it could work out. It's just I have not been able to do it yet. His ADP right now is 73. He's gone between 64 and 85. So still, I, but that is definitely a guy that I would love to see in the preseason. Uh, Damian Williams was back at practice today. We talked about that, although I heard some comments from Andy Reid, and he kind of made it seem like it, they were going to play several back. So that's definitely something – to pay attention to. Um, also here with the Raiders, uh, according to Vic Tafer of The Athletic, uh, Hunter Renfro seems to have won the slot job. So that's something to watch, especially here if Antonio Brown is not ready to begin the year. And this Antonio Brown saga just continues. And you wonder if he is going to be ready. A lot of the reports seem to be that he's fine. But, uh, you know, Jay, uh, John Gruden didn't really comment today when asked about him so it's a situation to watch i haven't moved him down my board yet but you know it's starting to become a little bit concerning here i mean those feet look terrible and he clearly hasn't been in pain when he has been running and brown's been falling to the late second round of a lot of drafts and he's fine there he's not like a target for me but certainly take it uh so uh, i know dr david chow who a former uh doctor for the chargers said that he's not buying the narrative of uh the foot protection and cryotherapy being the problem so uh we'll wait and see uh but it just seems like we have so many issues to deal with here early in there between the holdouts the brown issue it's just been crazy here and uh just always makes things a little bit more dicey and you have to make sure you absorb a lot of information and make the best decision and uh it's going to be key here to building a successful fantasy team Dante Moncrief is listed as the starter for the Steelers uh, next to Juju Smith-Schuster, and this is a big bottle here, so a battle. So Moncrief is the top option for now, but you still want to keep an eye on James Washington and Deontay Johnson. Remember, for a long time, Washington was the guy going ahead of Moncrief. That has changed a little bit in recent drafts, uh, as we saw in the uh, online championship uh, yesterday. We saw Moncrief go as the 48th receiver off the board in the ninth round, and Washington went as the 53rd receiver in the 10th round. And in a lot of recent drafts, or drafts for most of the season, it's kind of been the other way around. 
where Washington was going first, uh, looking for the second-year receiver to take a leap and take on those targets. And I think part of it is people have kind of been disappointed in Moncrief. He played with Andrew Luck, and it's been a very up-and-down season. I don't think you could take much away from last year in Jacksonville with the quarterback situation there. But the ADP right now for James Washington is 99 in the Fantasy Football World Championship. And for Dante Moncrief, it is 108. But again, I think you're going to start to see that flip-flop a little bit, especially since uh, you know the news is coming out here that it looks like Moncrief is the number two for the moment. Uh, also going on right now as we look at uh, some of the news here, uh, Peyton Barber is set to start for the Bucks tonight in the backfield. So he also wants to see Ronald Jones uh, Bruce Arians said he wants to see Ronald Jones play with the first-team offensive line, and that's key. you got to remember that. You know, If you don't see players with the first team, then it's kind of difficult to evaluate them, and that was part of the reason we were seeing like Kalen Balaj with the first-team offense. Now, that looks like it's something that potentially could stick or at least a split. You know, The one thing with Kenyon Drake is he hasn't been a feature back probably since high school because he wasn't at Alabama, even though Alabama really doesn't employ a feature back, and he hasn't been doing it with Miami. And I think a lot of us felt, okay, maybe it was Adam Gase. Gase is gone. This will be Drake's job, and that's not the case. It looks like it's going to be Balazs and Drake, or at least them battling it out. And obviously it's kind of forced Drake to fall down draft boards. Uh, he did go in the online championship last night as the RB25 in round five, and certainly could still have some value catching the football out of the backfield. He's been very prolific in that area. But Balazs is probably, he's probably got to be one of the players that has seen his stock rise the most because, you know, right now uh, in the draft yesterday, round 10 is the RB46. I mean, I remember getting Balazs, the Scott Fishbowl, really late. I think he was the RB57 off the board when I took him, and that was early July. So you could see... Just how the role has changed for Balazs. Uh, his ADP right now is 127. And remember, uh, like at one point he was going 141, 161. The last few drafts, 107, 110, 120, 97. He's gone as early as 97. So, again, that Bucks backfield is one that I think we're paying attention to. I don't know if we love it anyway because I think this is going to be a pass every team. Ronald Jones has an ADP of 95. So people are betting on the... Second-year player coming off a disappointing rookie season, thinking, okay, maybe he has a little bit more upside than a guy like Peyton Barber, who is very volume-dependent, was kind of boring last year. So I think that's what it is. You know, when it comes to the high-stakes world, we want that explosive player. We want that potential breakout. And Peyton Barber is not it. I mean, he could be solid as a starter, but, you know, you're never going to feel good. He's not going to give you difference-making weeks, or he rarely will. His ADP is 131, so you could see the disparity there, even though for now it looks like Barber's a starter, but that could quickly change. So, again, that's another battle that we're trying to keep an eye on here. Uh, Quincy Anuma, I mentioned that he had left practice the other day with a groin injury. He is expected to be back next week, so he's going to miss some time. But, you know, he is a veteran, and he did play with Darnold last year. So it's something to keep uh, an eye on there. Uh, looks like Alex Alexander Madison is listed as the number two running back behind Dalvin Cook on the unofficial depth chart. Remember, these depth charts really don't mean much. You're going to see a lot of players that you expected to be near the top at the bottom, especially for rookies. But I think we all felt that Madison was going to be the backup to uh, Dalvin Cook. Uh, with Latavius Murray gone, Madison has an ADP of 140. And you know, as much as you want to like Dalvin Cook, and I do, he has been injured his first two years in the league. And it's funny because 
So is Leonard Fournette. But Leonard Fournette seems to get the more negative connotation. You know, Cook goes early second round, Fournette falls to the third, and they both have been hurt so, in their first two years in the league. It's just funny how we kind of put players in that category. But when we return, I'm going to be joined by one of the top high-stakes players around. He contributes to FullTimeFantasy.com. That is Sean Childs. He'll join me next. We'll talk and get his thoughts on the Duke Johnson trip, what it means for fantasy, Antonio Brown, Zeke Elliott, and a lot more here on Full-Time Fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. This full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis here until 4 p.m. Eastern on a Thursday afternoon. Joining me now, it is a key component of full-time fantasy powers. The projections there, which have been top 10 according to Fantasy Pros for draft accuracy rankings two years in a row. He's one of the top high-stakes players around. Six figures in lifetime earnings. It is Sean Childs. Sean, what's up? Adam, how you doing today? Doing pretty good, man. You know, getting closer to the start of the season. It is draft season. We got preseason games tonight. So, uh, rankings, so many articles that we have in our draft kit, a lot more to come. Your preseason, preseason pro picks are out, so people can check that out. But uh, how much of the preseason will you watch tonight? And what are you looking for when you're watching these preseason games? Yeah, I don't expect a lot of the, the, the key players to be playing tonight. But you just you like to see some of the um, – the rookies play, you know, like to see their movements within the offense, how they're going to use them. But you know, overall, you're just trying to get a feel for some players. And I think if, uh, you know, one or two players that, you know, have name value, maybe they get drafted last year or this year, if they break a big play or if they shine a little bit, they can fly up the draft board. So a lot changes, uh, you know, over the first two or three weeks. Uh, but by the third preseason game, I don't think anybody's really uh, important is going to play, you know, especially over the last two weeks because they don't want anybody to get hurt. So, uh you know, there's going to be a lot of movement in drafts over the next couple of weeks as, as some of the um, uh, players that haven't spent the whole summer getting in tune with the player pool start to see everybody and they start to move up a little bit. Uh, big trade today. We know Duke Johnson wanted to be out of Cleveland for a while now, and for a while it looked like it wasn't going to happen, but the Texans step in. They acquire him for a fourth-round pick that could be a third if he appears in 10 games. So let's start off. Duke Johnson, uh how much is he going to move up your rankings? Is this a good landing spot, or is it not? Do you temper your enthusiasm? Where do you see Duke Johnson now that he's on the Texans this year? I think it's a pretty good fit. I mean, you know, Texans really, you know, Lamar Miller is just kind of steady. He doesn't catch a lot of passes. You know, looks like a nice back, but not impactful. And but Duke is, uh, you know, playmaking ability out of the backfield on third down. Um, he's going to get some rushes, the same as he, he did in the past, and uh, I think it's really a good addition, especially for uh, Deshaun Watson. So overall, I think it, you know, it improves, uh, you know, a half of the running back position, and I think that it, you know, Duke's going to get you know, 60 catches plus. He's going to get 80 to 100 uh, 
rushes, and, and it's going to be you know where he now is going to be you know drafted in PPR leagues from eight to the tenth round. Uh, somebody just texted me a couple minutes ago in one of those small little drafts that he went drafted in the fifth round, so that's a little bit of a overpriced. But uh, I'm I'm pretty excited because really in the eight to the tenth round, I haven't identified a pass catching back that I can fill in and rotate, and I think he might fit in that category now. Let's be honest. People in the high stakes leagues, they don't want Lamar Miller. I mean, like, what's his upside? He caught 25 passes last year on 35 targets. It's all about volume, and volume is important, but, like, he's not a difference-making player, right? Am I wrong about that? Like, you can't be excited about Lamar Miller, even when he was getting the volume. Like, people were like, oh, Deonta Foreman's gone. Move Lamar Miller up. Why? Like, what is he going to do? Yeah, he just falls in that steady category. Doesn't score enough touchdowns. Doesn't catch enough passes in the in the stuff that we play in. So you know, if you have him in today, the RB two, you're not gaining the edge, but you might be buying time until you find somebody that either is a backup or you know another player gets an injury and and, and somebody on your bench gets a better opportunity. So Miller, uh, maybe Miller slides a little bit, and he actually you know is just like ends up being your you know fourth running back. So um, you know, not a target. Um, I haven't drafted him once this year, and uh, I don't think Duke's trying to help him at all. Um, but, you know, it all becomes down to price point for him in drafts. How about Nick Chubb? What does this do for him? I think people's immediate reaction is just like, oh, it's an upgrade because we, he might see more time on third downs. We know Kareem Hunt has the eight-game suspension. Does this change anything for you with Nick Chubb? Did you already have him as an RB1? What does this do with Duke Johnson being out of the picture? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I like Chubb a lot this year. I mean, I I know the um, the pitfall of Duke Johnson stealing some catches up in that offense, but with him gone, uh, you know, Chubb looked pretty good, like, you know, catching some passing to make some plays. So even if he, you know, pushes to, like, 40 catches now, I think that he, he's going to be explosive. He's going to score touchdowns. That offense is going to be pretty exciting. I, I would I would consistently draft him in front of Mixon just because I like the offense way better than Cincinnati. So, I would put him in a range where, you know, James Connors kind of falls into a little bit of question. I with Jalen Samuel supposed to, you know, look a little bit of him be mixed in. So I could see him going in the, you know, early in the second round. And, and you know, I, I, I would consider drafting him even over um, uh, Dalvin Cook in Minnesota. Just, uh, you know, just offense is going to be pretty exciting. And there's a lot, lot, uh, a lot of big names going to come out of there. Yeah, and you're getting Chubb later than those guys uh, before this news. I'm interested to see if it changes. I'm looking at an online championship from last night, and uh, Dalvin Cook was the eighth running back off the board. Connor, the ninth. He's all around two. Mixon at 10, and Chubb at 11. So I'm interested to see if that changes now. You know, I took Chubb last week in the middle of the second round uh, in a draft after starting with a wide receiver, and that was my target. It was either Cook or Chubb, and Cook went one pick before me. So, yeah, Chubb was so impressive last year. And you're right. I brought this up earlier, too. He can catch the football. I remember he made a, a great catch in the end zone for a touchdown. And it's just we didn't see a ton of targets thrown his way. It doesn't mean he doesn't have that skill set, though. Yeah, and the only the downside, the trick here is if you know Hunt gets drafted pretty early, but does Chubb have a great regular season and around you know week eleven or twelve, and then the other guy comes in and steals eight or ten touches away from him, and then become just more of a steady player down the stretch and uh, that's going to be tough because Hunt, Hunt, Hunt's a good player so you know Cleveland obviously knew that they had another running back and they could get away with Johnson but now it's uh but I can't it's just uh for me to draft um Hunt at a handcuff he goes too early he'd have to be a 12th round pick or so for me just because of the number of missed games yeah like he went round 11 last night like we have 20 roster spots we know a lot of things happen but could you take 
Kareem Hunt in round 10 or 11, knowing he's going to miss eight games for sure. Here's the thing, too. What if the Cleveland offense is rolling? A lot of us believe in it. What if they're doing very well? Chubb's running very well. Yeah, they're going to mix and hunt, but can they really substantially change Chubb's role if everything is going smooth? Why would you disrupt that? Yeah, I don't, I don't think that would happen. It's more of an insurance card, but, you know, 11th round, he could probably get away with it there. You know, you, you're uh, punting the quarterback position and the tight end, you you know, didn't fill a spot because he should be pretty good, you know, with maybe five and five after 10 rounds. So it's all about team structure and obviously the different kind of uh, leagues, you know, dictate where he could go. But uh, I think 11th, you know, probably looks a little better now with Duke Johnson out of the picture than it did, you know, before. Talking to Sean Childs, you can find all his work fulltimefantasy.com. I don't know what to make of Antonio Brown right now with his feed. Uh, Hopefully you didn't see it, but I'm sure you did. They just look terrible. They're talking about it's from cryotherapy where he had frostbite because he didn't wear the proper footwear. He hasn't been able to practice. Uh, Are you worried about this? You know, we're still about a month away from the season. Antonio Brown's been going late second round. Would you not move him? down your draft board or is this a concern for you that you know he hasn't really had an opportunity here to work much with his new offense in the preseason he's a guy that's going to work hard i i i get the news from somebody else that painted a, a lot bleaker picture than i saw when i looked at the picture on twitter or wherever i saw it but i mean obviously it doesn't look well but you know three or four weeks you know he you know they heal up his feet he's a great player um, he doesn't probably need a ton of practice. I mean, he runs good routes. You know, he's a pretty smart guy. I'm sure he knows the playbook. So um, it's one of those things where I would not pay full price, but I wouldn't, you know, depending on the price for the league, I would be willing to take him at a discount. So it's a, it's all, you know, if he goes late third round now instead of, you know, late second round, um, possible difference maker, you take a shot. But I, I think in the end, he'll probably be okay. Um, like I said, it didn't look as you know, like the guy painted it was all blisters and all bleeding and whatever. And I'm like, well, it looks bad, but I mean, it's it's not how you how you described it to me. So uh, I'm I'm okay with him for now. Um, obviously, we need more information, and we uh, probably be for the, the high end drafts in the in Vegas. So you know, we got you know, three or four weeks before we have to make that kind of decision. I know you're not going to do a, a big draft tonight or probably over the weekend, and they're coming up, but. What are you doing right now with Ezekiel Elliott? We saw in our online championship draft last night, he fell to six. That's as late as I've seen him go. You know, when when do you start to worry? And a lot of times we're kind of guessing, unless you have an inside source. But, you know, Zeke should be a top four pick off the board. But I think people remember Le'Veon Bell last year. And even though it is a different situation, how would you handle Ezekiel Elliott if you're drafting in an important league tonight? Yeah, if you're in the front, you know, three or four positions, I would obviously fade him because they're going to get a pretty good player. Um, it gets in the middle. If it's a PPR league, you could still get a good, um, you know, wide receiver and even have a pretty good chance of getting a Chubb or an early if you trust him or you know, Dallin Cook. So you can go a different way and still have a chance to win. Um, but at one, some point, he becomes a value. Um, you, you know, can he hold out? You know, he, his contract's for two more years, not just for, you know, one year. So, I think that at some point, you know, he needs to play, and I think they do have a contract offer on the table. You know, maybe not exactly what it wants, but you know, Dallas is positioned to have a good team this year. And do they really want to, you know, mess with the chemistry and you know break up the, the franchise? They can talk all they want about, you know, they got to pay all these players and whatever. But you know, Elliott's a premium player, and I think he needs to be on the roster. And, I, and you know, we don't like to see these guys holding out, but you know, Dallas needs to get it done. 
It's funny with Damian Williams because a lot of people who are pro Damian Williams are saying, well, it's the Kansas City offense. Andy Reid said he was the starter. Look what they did. And then here's a quote from Andy Reid today. I did a little bit of that when I was in Philadelphia, referring to a committee approach, kind of a running back by committee deal, and we had some success with it. We'll do that here. We ended up drafting a kid there also, and the other Williams isn't bad either. So we've got a couple of Williamses and then Carlos, and we've got a new little guy in there that runs around. We've got a good nucleus of players. I think we're going to be good at that spot, and they all have their strengths, and we'll try to exploit their strengths there. So basically he's saying now it's probably going to be a committee. I have not taken Damian Williams. I understand the people who are pro Damian Williams because you're looking at the Chiefs offense and how running backs excel in Andy Reid. The guy's never had more than 50 carries in a season. He's already dealt with a hamstring injury. How can you feel good after hearing that quote from Andy Reid? Well, I, you know, I got kind of in trouble about two weeks ago when I did my uh, bus. And I did Damian Williams as a bus because, you know, the higher-ups at full-time fantasy, you know, were, were looking at my outlook for Kansas City, and I said a favorable uh, 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 outlook for him or – uh, a, a fair a fair evaluation of of uh, Damian Williams would be fifteen hundred yards, whatever touchdowns. But you know, as I, I, as I do the bust and stuff, I become a fantasy player, and now I have to evaluate can that player make that that thing. And I, so even before the uh, William, uh, the injury there news and stuff like that, I'm like, this guy is the type of guy that doesn't have a resume, right? He played well last year. If he struggled out of the box, he could lose playing time. Now, you know, a week later. It ends up he's got a little hamstring, gives some other guys some chances, and if they play well and they get an aim in, which they have, it, it changes the whole situation. So um, I think he's he's talented and he can play it well and may shine, but I like you said, I can't invest a second or third round draft pick on a guy that could possibly lose some touches, and then he creates the opportunity by the touches by having a little hamstring injury in, in uh, preseason. He needs to be good to go and seize the job and, and try to shine at every moment so somebody else can't creep into his playing time. So obviously that's going to that's gonna be an issue going forward. So um, I'm, I'm kind of, like you said, he's a fade for me for now. Yeah, the floor is so low because – he might not be the. I mean, he might not be the starter at this point going into the year, and that's what everyone was baking on. The people were arguing like, "Well, Andy Reid said he's the starter, and look what they did. They didn't do much." Well, that quote does not instill confidence, and uh, that's why I have not been able to take Damian Williams there. He's been going late second and early third. I just can't do it. All right, Sean, let people know what you got coming up at Full Time Fantasy. I'm running through the uh, the ADPs of you know quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end. You know, with the FF. WC to match up, you know, and try to highlight uh, highlight some breakout players, some upside players, some players that have some risk, and that'll come out this week, and we'll, we'll continue to produce uh, uh, content going forward, getting ready for the regular season. All right, Sean, always good talking to you. We'll talk again soon. When we return, we'll wrap it up with some news on Jarek McKinnon here on Full Time Fantasy. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. 
It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Don't forget, full-time fantasy now supplying some fantasy content for Sports Illustrated. Two articles up there already, sleepers from Dr. Otto and Sean Childs. And then today, a debate regarding Todd Gurley between me and Frankie today. As we take opposing viewpoints, he is pro-Gurley. I'm anti-Gurley, so you can read that. See the things that are written there and make a decision for yourself. So check that out. You can also find all my work. Fulltimefantasy.com rankings are up. I'll have some updates today regarding the Duke Johnson trade and uh, shuffle some players as well, especially at the bottom of the running back and receivers with players moving up depth charts and training camps. Some other players moving down. So you could check that out. Use the promo code RONUS50. Get your first two months for the price of one. Uh, some news here regarding uh, Jarek McKinnon, Matt Mayoko, who comes, covers the 49ers uh, for the NBC Sports Bay area, says that Jarek McKinnon's knee was not feeling good after working the past two days. He's going to be shut down for a while. Remember, he was just activated off the pup list, so he cannot go back on pup if he's slow to cover. So the only option would be to start the season on IR and come back later in the year. So this is not good news for Jarek McKinnon who had that torn ACL last year, and it's why I've been taking Matt Breda in drafts. I took him in that super flex league. So that's, you know, you got to boost Breda there. And we've kind of seen it reflected in our drafts. People have been taking him. Uh, we saw he went as the RB40 in round nine in the draft yesterday. Definitely a right spot to take him in. Yes, Tevin Coleman is the starter for now, but this is a backfield that can produce running back value. And if Tevin Coleman... Now, I don't know if they want to give Coleman the whole backfield. And, you know, we saw last year when he was a full-time back, it wasn't great. But he is familiar with the Kyle Shanahan offense. But Breda certainly a good pick there. Uh, McKinnon is becoming someone that you, I don't think you can draft right now unless it's like, you know, 18, 19, 20, and you want to take a shot. But it's not good news. The fact that two days in, he's already feeling pain. So I'm going to move him way down my rankings. I just don't think he's someone you can draft at this point. So keep that in mind. Again, head on over to playffwc.com. we got a ton of drafts going on tonight as they're starting to be uh, spots taken up. So head in there. Uh, we got the online championship coming up tonight, uh, as well as a starter full season league and a best ball draft as well. 8 p.m., 9.30 p.m., and 11 p.m. Eastern. I'll be back Friday afternoon, 2 p.m. Eastern. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Have a great day.